Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 239, Fertilizing Healthy Relationships. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world. It's good to be back with you, and I hope you enjoyed that solar eclipse and all the energy it brought. It was quite intense. And guess what? We have a lunar eclipse on May the 5th, or was two weeks apart. And this lunar eclipse is in Scorpio, so it's going to bring up very deep, intense emotions, and we're going to see that increasing over these next few days. And other things are happening that I think we need to pay attention to before I go deeper into the subject for today. For instance, Mercury is now retrograde in Taurus, but it's close enough to Uranus in Taurus, and Uranus is about sudden happenings. Mercury is communication. So you may get some unusual or sudden communications happening. I know that's been happening in my world and I think around the world. Things suddenly breaking into action. Sometimes, because Mercury is also to do with travel, it can also be sudden changes to your travel plans or sudden changes, of course, to the way you wish to communicate. Maybe your email doesn't work or something doesn't work. So be prepared for that as Mercury starts to pull away a little bit from Uranus, but we'll be coming back again. And also we've got the Sun and the North Node together. So North Node is about where we're going North Node in Taurus is new ideas to do with finance, the body, food. And of course, we're seeing a lot of that out there. But with the sun there, it's also shining a light on all these things. And I think it's shining a light on it, not only from a place of, wow, it's an exciting new venture, but also asking us, what do we want to do with our body, our finance, with our land, our nature kingdoms? And I think th the discussions need to happen Again, with Mercury there in Taurus, it gives us a chance to talk about these things rather than just allowing someone to plow ahead with their brainwave ideas that may not work further down the line. So that's really a, a large part of what's happening, and I will speak more about that next week. But for this week, we have a May Day, a May the 1st event coming up called Beltana. And that is also looks like Beltane, if you've heard of that. But Beltane is coming up on May the 1st. And this is a, a Gaelic holiday or a Gaelic celebration. And it exists between the solstice, the summer or winter solstice in the middle of June, and our equinox we had on March the 21st. So it's a middle date. And it's a very, I think, important date because in the, the Celtic or the Gaelic calendar, there were really only two separations. One was summer and one was winter. And some of you might feel that that's existing in the world that you live in, where you don't have many seasons. And the beautiful story is that Samhain, which is what we call Halloween and November the 1st, All Souls, All Saints Day, that is a time where Kalek, the great hag, or the great uh, dark goddess, takes over control of the land. So that is the symbolism 
of why Halloween is as it is on, on October the 31st, this idea that the virgin or the mother is handing over the power of the land to the crone, the hag, the dark goddess, and we in the Northern Hemisphere call this winter. But what's interesting is that she, Kalig, then becomes younger as the months go on. So instead of getting older, she goes from being old and a hag to this time of Beltana where she becomes this new, beautiful woman that is born on this day, on May the 1st. So it's, it's almost like we go from being old to young, which I'm sure all of us enjoy. And then, of course, from May the 1st until, let's say, November the 1st, this young, beautiful woman becomes older. And we all notice that as well. So there's this cycle of phases of the moon, you could say, where that new moon goes into that full moon and that full moon goes back into the dark moon and then the new moon. So this idea of we live in these phases. And this time particularly is important. So if we saw that Imbolc, which was at... February, around the February time, February, the beginning of February, we see that as a time of inspiration, new fire, fiery energy. Then Baltimore is more about inviting the energy to come out of the earth and bringing with it the idea that these seeds that have been planted in the earth or something that's been actually planted in the earth is now going to be fertilized by the sun and brought to full fruition. So this is a time of fertility, which is really where I'm coming to. So this time is a great time of fertility and fire bonfires will be lit and there would be a lot of uh, interest, a lot of passion rising up around this time because it really was a time of like, well, if I may say, who am I going to sleep with? And in order to fertilize my dreams, fertilize my ideas. So you were very attractive in this time. And the earth is very attractive because this is you having the charisma and the seductiveness to attract into your life someone who will fertilize your dreams. Okay. So it has this kind of similar feel to what I say happens around the full moon. Because between the new moon and the full moon, you're actually still developing those ideas. But for them to, to actually succeed, they need to be brought out into the world and fertilized by other people, which we might call social media or, or socializing. So do you understand the difference between the first idea is, and that's happening in a woman before ovulation, she's developing that egg, she's developing her ideas, she's developing her dreams. And then at ovulation, she is literally looking, she releases that egg into the world and she's saying, where is someone who wants my wonderful egg and who will fertilize it and bring it alive? And I think we forget sometimes that development stage. So Beltana, this May the first energy is about here, I have developed myself and now who's the lucky person who's going to fertilize it? So this is a good time for us to all look at our lives and say, what have I been developing? What, 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 what needs now to come out into the world? And who is it that I'm looking for to fertilize those ideas? What is that healthy relationship? 
or who's the lucky being that's going to come and fertilize my ideas? Now, if I just take one step back into the traditions of the Celtic traditions, the Gaelic traditions, I love the idea that when I'm in Ireland, I really get close to the idea that the earth herself is the sovereign queen. She is the earth goddess. So the queen of Ireland is actually Mother Earth, the earth. And it's called Eru. So that's where the name Air comes from, the, the, the name for Ireland. So the idea is that not as many, perhaps outside Ireland might think, is the earth is just this, this being that's going to receive the inspiration, the sperm. Instead, this is, hey, I am the queen. So who is lucky enough or noble enough or humble enough or powerful enough to actually fertilize me? And that's really what Belton is about. So if you want to go into the Facebook especially and look up Ushnek, beautiful place in the center of Ireland, it seemed to be again the, the center of Ireland, the, the place where we might say the Axis Mundi or the Omphalusi, the center of the, a place, it's there that Eru is said to be, to be buried. And on that day, and that's why I suggest you go into Facebook and look it up, you will see that they have these amazing celebrations where people come and light fires, sing, dance. And they, on this wonderful hill, they literally have images of the dragon or other symbolisms, and they light them up at this as it gets dark. And the idea is not, hey, look at us, we can light a fire. As I was, or it was explained to me, what you're doing is lighting a beacon, lighting a bonfire, lighting a, a anything to say, please, great mother, great dragon queen mother, great sovereign queen of the earth, will you come up and join us? And I just love that idea that it's not saying, oh, I'm going to put something into you and you're going to come up. You're actually lighting a bonfire, lighting a fire to say, please, will you join us? And you're kind of saying, I know you like it down there in the inner world or the other world, but would you mind coming up here? This would be really nice. So I just love that idea of honoring her, honoring the dragon energy, honoring, honoring the creative force within Mother Earth, honoring the fact she knows everything that ever will be ever created on this earth. And you're saying, please, will you share your fire with us? Please, will you share your gifts with us? Okay, so once she's coming up, and this is the story that comes out of Ireland, that then she chooses who the next king would be, and this is in ancient times. But she says, I need you to be a partner that actually will honor and respect me and honor and respect the people. And if you do not live up to my expectations of you, <laughs> you do not do as I ask, then I will destroy you. Well, maybe not destroy you, but I'll get rid of you. And there are lots of stories. And if you ever go to Dublin, you'll see this in some of the museums of people being thrown into bogs. And the worst thing you want to do is be thrown into a peat bog because it's actually very impossible to, for your body to, to rot away because it's so fertile. It just keeps your body alive. 
So the worst thing you ever wanted to do was to be put in a peat bog. The idea was that anybody chosen to be a leader, boy, do we need to hear this, needs to honor Mother Earth, the sovereign queen, within whatever country you're living in. And that if they do not do that, male or female, doesn't matter, then they will be discharged or dismissed. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we could work in that way? Now, in other cultures, they use the word grandmother figures. Um, that's certainly true of the Native Americans. And the idea that the women were chosen to be representations of, everywhere, of, of the land and saying, are you serving this land from a place of your ego or are you serving it for, for you know, fortuitous experiences for, the, for everybody, prosperity, fertility, abundance, which is really what this time is about. If, if I come up, if I bring my fire to you, if I bring my creativity to you, are you going to be worthy of it? If I allow you to fertilize me, are you worthy to actually be my partner? And I feel we've lost that. We've lost that sense of cooperation, coexistence, honoring, respect. And this is why I wanted to talk about this in the podcast, which, again, I'm talking about this, but I'm wanting really to understand that this is how our personal relationship should also work out. So that whatever we're relating to needs to have that reciprocation. So whoever you're relating to, are they fertilizing your dreams? Obviously, that's important. Are they fertilizing you? Do they help you to grow? Do they make you feel good about yourself? Are, is it that type of relationship? Are you in a relationship, and it doesn't matter with an individual, you know, in terms of a partnership, it might be with a friend or a member of your family or a parent or a child or a person at work. Are they worthy to fertilize you? Are they worthy of your attention? And if not, this is not someone you want to engage with. Just imagine if our relationships were bound up in that. I am here bringing my gifts. I have developed my gifts. Are you worthy to be in partnership with me? Because that's really what fertilization is. And that fertilization takes place on so many levels. What you're really offering is if you choose to be in partnership with me, I'm going to take you from the base level where it's just a partnership through the richness of a relationship, through the richness of making love, although you're not, let's say you're going to physically make love, but you know we are going to come together in that loving space. And then the union, the highest union of spiritual, we might call it an orgasm, but it's almost like, are you ready to take this idea and come with me as a true partner of this idea to the fullest of what it can be? That makes sense? So I'm asking you to look at the vast array of relationships and saying, is this individual just meeting me on a base level or are they respecting and honoring me that we can actually take or help each other to reach our fullness? I'll put it that way. If you're in a relationship, and again, it doesn't have to be with a partner as in terms of an intimate partner, but if you're in a relationship where you are not meeting that, <laughs> send them out into the bog. No, it's time to say, no, enough. There is nothing that you're offering to me 
that is actually inspiring me to come out of the earth and to meet you. Make sense? You know, maybe they've even got the, your foot, their foot on your head. They won't even let you come out the earth. So where do you feel cramped by this person? Where do you feel put down? Are they allowing your fire to come out and be seen? Or are they just pushing you to back down in again? And then I'm going to say, where are you prostituting yourself? Where are you selling yourself short? Because I can tell you, everyone wouldn't do that. Like, I am the sovereign queen. And again, whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter what name you give. But you're saying, I am in my sovereignty. Are you willing to come and share that at that level? Or am I selling myself like, oh, please take me. Please be my friend. Are you buying love, if I may say? So what, what's going on in your relationships and the level and the degree of respect in your relationships will come from you. It doesn't come from them. So if you're not being, if you're not honoring your own sovereignty, then what's happening? Because you're going to attract people who don't honor it either. Okay. So let me just complete this story because some of you know about the Maypole or May the 1st. So on this day of Beltana, you, you actually, we see this idea of a Maypole. Now, before you see the ribbons that go around the Maypole, and some of you might have, like me, have danced around the Maypole when I was much younger. The first idea is that the pole itself, which sometimes was a pillow or a tree or a stake, I mean, it could be a live tree, but it could be just a, a trunk of a tree. But the, the idea was that you would take something like that and pierce the skin of Mother Earth. Now, you weren't doing it in a painful way. You were saying, this is what I'm offering. And will you be willing to climb up my pole and meet me where I am? So this is why the idea of a maypole was actually actually placing a stick or something into the earth. And you could do that as a part of your celebration at this time. It's just even putting a stick in or using your legs because your legs are like sticks. So letting the dragon come up. And the old way was doing it was that you would invite her up 12 times. So it would be that you would stand there and you'd say, join me, and you could breathe her in and then you'd breathe out again. And you would do that 12 times because every time you breathe out, you actually went deeper. So it's not just one breath in, okay, up you come. So that breathe, breath in and then breathe out deeper. Breathe in and breathe out deeper. Breathe in, ran 12 times. And on the 13th time, she will come up and come around you. And this is why on a maypole, we often see ribbons. If you've never seen a maypole, please look this up. But there were all these colored ribbons. And in ancient times, <laughs> there would be the women would go one way around the maypole and the men would go the other way or the boys or the girls. And they would intertwine their ribbons until you get this wonderful in the center where the, the ribbons have intertwined. And you, it symbolizes that fertilization, that meeting of the masculine and feminine. Again, it doesn't have to be boys and girls, but it was that idea of the stick representing the masculine going down and the, the winding was the feminine coming up and together they created this magical beauty. And of course, this is not unlike what we would imagine happening within a male-female relationship of intercourse. 
the stick and the, the stick you can imagine and the womb you can imagine. They're both this earth mother is the womb and etc. The phallic symbol is the stick. So this idea of moving in and out <laughs> was very symbolic uh, of entering deeper and deeper into that relationship until there was this explosion of energy, which we might call an orgasm. So where am I taking that? And I just I hope that has kind of interested you. I just want to complete to say this is a very important week or two, especially as we leave, lead up to this lunar eclipse in Scorpio. This is a time when intense energies come to the surface, intense emotions. It may be very sexual emotions, some very deep energies of you almost saying no more. And we're not going to do that anymore. So recognizing what needs, again, I don't want to, for you to put it into the bog, but what needs to be, where am I finishing a relationship that is not serving me? And where am I prostituting myself for a relationship? Or where am I waiting for something to change? When it happens, then I'll. Where is the when I happens, then I'll? Where, where can we get caught up in projects or dreams or expectations and really what we experience is, is the loneliness or the poverty. In other words, when I've done this, then I'll feel full. When I've done this, then I'll feel fertilized. It doesn't have to be when I'll. Feeling that energy rising, you fertilizing our own energy, our own dreams, with that determination to say, I am the sovereign queen, is a good start. Or sovereign king, whichever you wish. So finding that fullness in yourself is, I'm ready, where are you? Rather than feeling that somebody else can fulfill you or make you whole. And I hope that on this May 1st, you will either light a little bonfire or dance around a stick that you put into the ground or just literally dance and let your legs be those sticks and experience inviting Mother Earth to come up into your body whether you do that outside, indoors, depending on the weather. But wherever you can, this is a time to fertilize your, your backyard, your garden. This is a time for fertilizing new ideas. And really say, I'm ready. Come on in. This is the time. Maybe it's fertilizing a new relationship. It's a beautiful time. And I hope you have a wonderful Beltana. And just, I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.